Hello, everybody. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Welcome to my new podcast, The Adventures of Flash. True life adventures of Flash, actually. All these stories each week are all going to be about events that's happened in my life that I've had the good fortune of being involved in. This episode is the time that I met Vince McMahon. I was living in Memphis. It was the early 90s. Me and my wife were eating at an upscale restaurant in Memphis. When all of a sudden I looked up, in the door come Pat Patterson, Vince McMahon, and Gerald Briscoe. The hostess brought them right over to a table right beside of where we were sitting and placed them. Well, a couple of minutes later, I told her, Hey, I got to go over here and talk to, see if I can talk to these guys and introduce myself. And she said, don't be, don't be crazy. And I said, here I go. So I walk over and I tell Vince McMahon, I tell him who I am. Actually, he was pretty good, man. He shook hands with me. He was pretty nice. And he said, hey, are you from Memphis? I said, yeah, I'm living here. He said, well, I see that you got on a Harley Davidson of Memphis cap, which I did. Then he said, well, I got an idea that's just popped in my head. Are you interested in a little business proposition? I said, hey, I'm always interested in a business proposition when it's somebody like you. Patterson said, are you going to the matches tonight? This is Mr. McMahon's first time at wrestling in Memphis. And we need a brand new angle. Well, I hadn't planned on going to wrestling that night. He said, well, this proposition you might like. If you'll help me out, I'll reward you and pay you well. I said, I'm listening. He said, go to the ticket booth there at the Coliseum. And waiting for you will be a front row ticket for you and your wife. Well, people... This is where I kind of went wrong from the plan. He said, this is the tricky part, y'all. He said, I'm going to appear at ringside tonight during Jerry Lawler and referee Paul Neighbors' match. I want you to stand up when Patterson signals you to. We will be walking around the ringside. I'm going to stop directly in front of you. I'm going to yell at you and cuss at you, and I want you to do the same to me. And then when Patterson signals you, I want you to throw a cup of water under my chest. I said, well, what's going to happen then? And he said, well, I'll tell security and the proper officials, and I'll pay you $400, but I'll pick up your meal tonight, and... uh, All your refreshments are on me. And I said, well, that sounds pretty good. He said, also, this is a little bonus for you. If you pull this off and it gets a good enough pop, I will fly you to New York next week to do it again. I said, well, sure, I'll do it then. Patterson and Briscoe got a kick out of the idea and died laughing and almost fell out of their chairs. He said, but to make sure you show up, you will get the money after the match. I will have security take you to the back, 
and I will come in and pay you. I said, well, it sounds like a plan to me. We finished eating. He picked up the check, and me and my wife left, headed to the Coliseum. She said, you're crazy if you do this. I said, well, you know I'm crazy. I'm going to do it all right, and I'm going to enjoy it. Upon arriving at the ticket booth, sure enough, he had the tickets ready. He had them waiting for us. We headed inside the the Coliseum at that point, and on the way over there, I decided to change the plan some. Yeah, remember I told y'all this is where the tricky part come in? I had started drinking beers in those cups that you get used to get in the Coliseum. And by the time the main event with McMahon arrived, I was loaded, y'all. I had decided on the way to throw a full beer on Mr. McMahon, not water. At that time, he was wearing those cra- that crappy tuxedo every week. So I was determined to either retire it or at least mess it up. I got my wife to smuggle in a 32-ounce cup. Instead of those 10-ounce cups the Coliseum sold, I filled it up completely full. As McMahon, Patterson, and Paul Neighbors came out of the dressing room, McMahon came in. He bad-mouthed Memphis, the people from Memphis, and Waller, of course. But I was waiting for my signal from Patterson. They ran around the ring, the outside of the ring, Mr. McMahon reached in and tripped Jerry Lawler. And here came McMahon straight towards me. He stopped in front of me. He cussed me. He yelled at me. I jumped up. I did the same to him just like the plan was. All of a sudden, I looked over and here come Patterson running around the corner of the ring. Patterson signaled me. And about that time, swoosh. (laughs) Yeah. I threw the whole 32 ounce of beer cup right in Mr. McMahon's face. It soaked him, man. He was soaked. A lot of it splashed on Pat Patterson, and Pat Patterson run at me and tried to slap me, but I jumped back because there was a little barricade around there, you know, a little barricade that used to be around the Coliseum, and luckily he missed me. Mr. McMahon was mad. The Coliseum just erupted, man. That was the loudest pop that I've ever heard from the Coliseum, and I've went to thousands of matches there over the years. They yelled, they cheered, they laughed. They got a gigantic kick out of it, and ended up, McMahon made them cut it out of the video, I'm sure, but I got to see it later. All of a sudden, from behind, bam. Security done grabbed me, two on each arm. I was headed into the back. Into the back I went, you know that. They said, you're going to jail. 201 Poplar Bound. Oh, hell. I thought, you know that. I've messed up again. Well, when I got into the back, I was herded into the little security room. I said, hey, look. This is all part of the show. Mr. McMahon has paid me to do that. And they said, well, huh, we don't believe you, but we'll check it out anyway just to make sure. Okay. They was gone maybe 15, 20 minutes or more. And 
All of a sudden, I could hear somebody outside the door yelling, screaming, and kicking the door. Late in a few minutes, I found out it was Mr. McMahon. He was teetotally hot. The door popped open, and in came Mr. McMahon. He had that snarl on his face. He had my driver's license in his hand and yelled at me. You ruined my tuxedo, and you owe me $1,500. I can't clean this beer stain and this stink out of it. You're going to have to pay for it. His hair was still kind of wet. I began laughing. He said, you're going to jail tonight. I said, well, you told me to. It's part of the show, remember? He said, hell no. I don't remember anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Memphis, and you suck. I said, oh, okay, whatever. And he said, I hate Jerry Lawler, too. And I said, well, I ain't got anything to do with that. I said, okay, whatever. Do whatever you want to. Well, that really got it going right there because he stormed out. Security was right behind him. All of a sudden, he turned around and he ran back in there. He started jumping me again. He got into it with the security and by then, I was ready to blow my stack, too. And I said, well, he said, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. That's kind of like assault. You threw beer on me. Was, you wasn't supposed to do that. I said, well, go ahead, man. I'll be out in 15 minutes. I got the money. So then he took on off, and he was gone, man. He uh, headed on out of there. Security was trailing him again, man, and trying to corral him. And you know for a fact that nobody can't corral Mr. McMahon when he don't want to be corralled. So <clears throat> he was gone for a long time, man. I don't know exactly how long it was because they had my phone and all my personal property, my keys and everything. You know how they do it. All of a sudden, man... The door come open again, and here comes security in. At this point, I was sure that I was going to jail. They came in. They said, well, Mr. McMahon's got your address and everything, and uh, he said you're going to have to pay for his tuxedo. Then a little voice inside me went, man, you've moved twice since you've updated your driver's license. You're not even at that address anymore. So then I began to feel a little bit better. All of a sudden, they handed me my personal property back and said, hey, you're free to go, but don't come back to the Coliseum next week. Come back in two weeks. And I said, okay, cool. I got bolted out of that door, man, and I headed out of the Coliseum as quick as I could, man. I was ready to head for home, man. I was out of that room like a flash. Well, I headed all the way out of there, man, and I got outside, and I thought, man, my wife was waiting for me in the car. She was waiting. She didn't know what was going to happen. They wouldn't let me call, have my phone to call or anything, but... I tell you what, I was so glad to get up out of there, but I enjoyed that, and it was worth it, man. It was so cool. I hadn't went against Mr. McMahon. I was to throw the water on him into his chest, a little bitty cup of water. I soaked him with that beer. So enjoyable, man. It was cool. I'd do it all again if I could. Next week on Raw, I tuned in just to see what's going on. And 
Jerry Lawler told Mr. McMahon, they was commentators, both of them two was the commentators on there then. He said, Mr. McMahon, where's your tux? Mr. McMahon said, I'm upgrading my wardrobe. Lawler said, no one upgraded your wardrobe. One of my good friends in Memphis last Monday night retired your tux. Miss McMahon never again wore that tuxedo, and as far as I know, he's never wore another one. I never got my $400, nor did I get to appear on Raw and throw a cup of water on him. I sure enjoyed that, but most of all, I was glad for not going to jail, for dousing him and Pat Patterson. As for that bill, (laughs) I guess it went to my old address. I sure appreciate everybody listening to my podcast. We're going to have some guests on from time to time, and you'll be really enjoying some of my guests. It's going to be a good podcast. Tune back in next week. At the same time, if uh, I can get my viewership up, we can do some great things. These are all true stories, and I've got a million of them. i got a million of them more in my life that I'll experience, and I've got a million that's that I've already experienced. Well, the only thing I can say before I sign off is... I hope Vince McMahon doesn't hear this and sue me. But if he does, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We're not really worried about that. We're throwing this stuff out there. We're going to put the facts out there. And I enjoy doing this little podcast, and I'll be back next week. I love you guys. Keep on tuning in. And it's going to be a good one. Be part of it. Thank y'all for your time. We love y'all. Good night.